1: What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Locked on ACC. Candace Cooper here, ready for our Tuesday show with J.J. Jackson. And before we get into it, I want to remind you guys, if you have any football, that fantasy football questions you need answered before the draft, don't miss Locked on Fantasy Live on Wednesday, August 18th at 9 p.m. Eastern, streaming on the Locked on NFL YouTube page. Subscribe now so you don't miss it. Our stable of fantasy experts will definitely answer your questions. Live or submit them ahead of time to Locked On Network on Twitter at Locked On Network. JJ Jackson again is in the building. Reminds you guys we're gonna talk about coaches rankings because we got 17 days, 16 days till football starts. I thought it was 20 plus, but clearly I have been in the universe in my own world. 17 16 plus days till football starts. And JJ, I just hope that you're ready to go, man. Yeah, you're telling me we're getting close.
0: That's for sure. It does, <laughs> it does sort of feel like football is on the horizon. Uh, yeah. We're seeing Candace universities across America welcome students back for the fall semester, and so yeah. with that, that can only mean one thing: that football, football is here. A hundred percent. A couple of other university sports are getting started already. You know, we're seeing some NCAA soccer, NCAA volleyball, some of yeah. those smaller sports that don't get all the pub that that football does. But with that, that just means football is here. Football's right around the corner. And I know we're certainly excited about it because I tell you what, it's as much of a joy as it is to be in this broadcasting and media biz. Yeah. At a certain point, you get tired of summer conversations. Right. (laughs) At a certain point, we start talking circles around even our own arguments and opinions. So I'm going to be thrilled
1: when games are actually played. You're tired of the Mount Rushmore conversations, Aren't you? Aren't you tired of the prediction conversations? <laughs> what will they do? You know, they haven't even stepped foot back on campus exactly. yet. Exactly. What, have you, what have you seen in practices? Well, I don't know. They caught a ball. Like, hey, exactly. I think they're going to they're go undefeated because of it. So there Look, I, I enjoy
0: list season as much as the next guy. But at a certain point, it's like, all right, I'm listed out. You know? <laughs> yeah,
1: right. I need a little break. Let's play some ball. <laughs> 100%. Well, so good you mentioned that because all week I've been telling you guys that we are going to allow... Our co-host, my co-host, really, to tell us of their coaching rankings. We're going to get the top five on the show, but you have to follow at Locked On ACC in order to see the full list. I might throw a little spice in today see if JJ has a worse one in there, but we're going to get the top five, and I think it's important just to get different perspectives, get a little argument going on the socials, and really get into, like, who's going to be the true leaders when it's all said and done and we're getting down in December and we're in Charlotte, who's going to win this conference so, with that said, we're going to go five, four, three, two, 1. JJ, who is your fifth rank ACC coach? I was hoping we were going to go
0: the opposite way, but <laughs> you always keep me on my toes. Uh, this was a little bit easier if we were to start at the top. But yes. here's Standis Cooper, a legend, making me go 5 to 1. So Sorry. And, and let, you know, because I've certainly got a, a good uh, Duke population. Okay. That hopefully follows me over from locked on Blue Devils to locked on ACC on Tuesdays. So for our Tuesday listeners, Candace, okay. I'm guessing that like last week, you're holding off your picks until
1: Friday. You absolutely are right. Only because absolutely. I, well, first of all, after Monday show, you know, I never do it on the first day because you're not going to listen until Friday, right? But more importantly, <laughs> I was so uh, flabbergasted at the picks from Kenton Gibbs the wolf Wolfpack because I was like not even close to who I would pick, and especially when you got into the middle set. because. I'm feeling like guys should have gotten a lot more love than they did. And also, I don't know if it's like a woman's intuition thing, but I'm definitely like, I get my heart shrinks a little bit more. So I'm definitely picking a little more on emotion. I'm sorry. I know people are like huge X's and O's types, but like, that's not all just me. So yes, I'm saving it for Friday. And you're probably not going to think what, you know, you're not going to expect it. So maybe okay. you will. All right. but I've I'm been sorry. talking enough. Maybe you might know. All right, we'll see. Well, yeah, exactly. If people listen to you
0: all week long. Maybe they'll be like, you know what? We know what Candace is going to say. We've been listening to kind of describe how she's <laughs> going to lay it out. Um, yeah, exactly. I'm going to go Dave Doran at number okay. five okay. at okay. NC State. I know he's one of the more popular picks in the conference. And if you had him outside of the top five, I think that a lot of folks would be very upset, including uh, our one and only Kenton Gibbs. Uh, but look, he's, he's won 61% of the games that he's been the head coach of the Wolfpack and he is making them more of a relevant power in yeah. the Atlantic coast conference. But ultimately what does that mean? Right. In the grand scheme of things in college football, are we, we. looking at a Belk Bowl team every year? Great. That's exciting. You know, it's, it's just <laughs> like, it's not, it, these schools are and these coaches aren't necessarily moving the needle in the current positions that
1: they're in. Well, you know, you bring up a great point about coach Doran because like I said, I am not necessarily an ex-nose girl, which I think Dave Dorn has done a great job with NC State. He's trying to really put them on a huge platform in the Atlantic. They have to get over that Clemson hump. Like if you don't beat Clemson, it's kind of like all for naught, in my opinion. You, and Clint, Ken gave talk yesterday about the fact that Dave Dorn still loses his job. And I think if you beat Clemson, not going to happen. I think he's going to have like a lifetime contract if he's able to secure some really good wins, because NC State fans are so niche, right? If they can have that feeling and that memory of beating certain teams in certain you know, years, they'll keep you around. But after a while, if you beat certain teams, they're like, okay, well, why can't you get us to the next level? Why can't you get us in the college football playoff conversation? Maybe we need someone who can bring us up just two more notches. So there's that. All right, number four. Jay, oh, sorry, did you want to
0: say something to that? I was just going to say, as you pointed out, it sucks that that guy is in Clemson's division because yeah. you're just never going to get any love when you're competing against Dabo Sweeney each and every year. And Dave Doran coming over after a couple of years at Northern Illinois where he was able to win some conference championships. So to a certain point, he is a championship-caliber coach. Right. So obviously that's not to be in the uh, in the ACC and he's starting to being figured out. All right, number four for me, mm-hmm. let's go down south to uh, Coral Gable's the University of Miami Manny Diaz comes okay. in at number 4 for me 14 and 10 so far as the head coach of the Miami Hurricanes 58% uh winning percentage a little bit lower than Dave Dorn who he's just ahead of but uh, this could be a little bias in my mm-hmm. thoughts here but brand recognition matters to me in football and i think it matters to the general public i think it matters to college football playoff committees, right? Like when you're at a big traditional school like Miami, there's more expectations for you to be the guy, for you to be a quality head coach. Like it's not just some random reason that Manny Diaz sits here as the Miami football head coach and going into yet another year with the Hurricanes, with the Eric King coming back quarterback and a really talented running back, room wide receiver core, all of that they're in Miami. I think the Hurricanes are going to be a very special
1: team. And I'm just high on Manny Diaz as the football coach. (laughs) I mean, I don't blame you. I think defensively, he's a strong coach. I think name recognition is very important. I do, however, feel like when it comes to Miami, they always say if they win three games, that Miami's back. The U is back and all of that good stuff. And I just don't feel like he's truly brought them back to where they're supposed to be or where people tell them that they're supposed to be. They're not a national powerhouse like they used to be, but it's not, you know, out of the cards, right? I think if De'Aaron King has a great year, it's definitely a conversation to be had. They're sitting at number 14 in the AP top 25 polls for the preseason. So they're, they're obviously getting the kind of recognition that they want. But when you see Carolina at number 10, when you see Clemson at number three in the polls, you know you still have people that are within your conference that you're going to have to climb over if you want to be in the top dog conversation. No, I get, it. and
0: uh, it totally is something with with Manny Diaz being there as a a defensive guy, right? And mm-hmm. and uh, trusting in his offensive staff to go out there and put a good brand on the field with Ray Lashley being his offensive coordinator. Lashley worked on a national championship staff in 2010 when he was the quarterbacks coach for uh, somebody by the name of Cam Newton at Auburn <laughs> that won a national championship. So he's got guys that have been in big moments and around good players. So uh, I'm excited for Manny Diaz and the Hurricanes this year in 2021.
1: A hundred percent. Now we're going to jump to the top three here in just a second, but we have to remind you guys that with the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your chain auto parts stores to stock all the parts that you need. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend so much money for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliable for every customer, and they have everything you need. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution for your auto part needs. Go to RockAuto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car, or truck. Right locked on in there. How'd you hear about us? Box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliable prices. All the parts your car will ever need. Speaking with JJ Jackson here about the great, great coaches here in the ACC talking about his top five you can follow at locked on ACC if you want to see the entire list tomorrow on Twitter I will drop it we will see who he has in the middle of the pack right if there's anybody different from locked on Wolfpack host Kenton Gibbs but top three the number three coach you feel like is in the ACC is who my number three coach in the ACC
0: Candace is a man by the name of Mark Bronco Clay Mendenhall It wasn't until my research that I learned that Bronco is his middle name. And not only that, it is one
1: of two middle names. There it is. Bronco Mendenhall has. It's very strong. Like you can't, (laughs) I mean, Mark Mendenhall is like, okay, that's cool. He probably does taxes or, you know, works for somewhere. But Bronco, that's like, all right, you know, it's a hard name. This is someone,
0: yeah, exactly, exactly. (laughs) No, so Look, experience is everything to me and someone um, at the age of 55, Honestly, rather young in the Mm -hmm. college football coaching landscape to have the success that he's already had, of course, before coming to Virginia in 2016 to be the head coach of the Cavaliers. He was at BYU, and he had the second most wins in school history, 11 consecutive bowl invitations, five 10-win seasons, regular national top 25 rankings, and won a total of 99 games in 11 years at BYU. That's an average of nine wins a season. That's really, Mm -hmm. really good stuff from Bronco Mendenhall. And while it hasn't necessarily translated to the ACC, just yet, it's working. There have been some steps in the right direction. Two seasons ago, Virginia went uh, nine and four, nine and five, had a setback this past year. But uh, I'm just, I, I like Bronco Mendenhall as a football coach. I think he does a great job of inspiring his players. And clearly somebody that's won 129 games in their coaching career which is seventy five to sixty five percent of his games he's won. He's doing something right, and so that's why I think that the Bronco Mendenhall deserves to be in the top three. I'm, I, prediction: I might be the only guy in our group that has Bronco in the top three. If anybody else <laughs> so in the top five, they're crazy.
1: Ooh, okay. Well, listen, I think that when I was listening to him speak at ACC Media Day, just talking about his five year evaluation of himself, when you roll the tape, roll the resume, right? He actually has done so much for that program. I mean, Virginia being in the coastal conversation every single year up until last year, winning the coastal division, you know, that's always up for grabs, but Virginia being in the top of the, of the line is certainly something that we can't, you know, just close our eyes with. So I think that Mendenhall is definitely bringing Virginia into more of a forefront. They've always had, you know, one or two guys that go to the league, maybe, you know, they have decent programs, the great university overall. So they're borderline that wake forest duke kind of energy where it's like you're really you have to be good academically to survive here sure. right and i think they do sure but it's not the, of the same where we just put them in that category but just to see where he's kind of taking this program and where it could go i'm not counting them out i think 2020 was hard for certain schools and i put virginia in that conversation but as sure as i saw them whoop the wheels off us you know when we went up to charlesville and i'm talking about carolina i definitely think there's opportunities there for them to be successful this season.
0: Well, let's talk about like a year like 2017 <laughs> for Bronco Mendenhall. Yeah, in his second year there in Virginia, they were picked to finish last in the ACC Coastal Division by pretty much everybody, and they found a way to start the season off five and one. And even in that season, again, just his second season there, they were able to win the South's oldest rivalry, the game against North Carolina and Virginia, referred to as the South's oldest rivalry. Um, mm-hmm. Some football trivia for you: the Deep South's oldest rivalry in college football. It's Auburn and Georgia. Just wanted to throw that out there. Uh, but uh, but Virginia wins that game for the first time in eight years with Bronco Mendenhall being the head coach over North Carolina. So he's he's had some success for sure so far in Charlottesville, and I look for that to continue
1: in the years to come. A hundred percent. I think, again, it's a great opportunity to hear different opinions because that certainly was not the conversation. But before we get to number, what is it, two now? Are we at two? That's right. Okay, number two. I would like to take a break just for a second. And I want you to tell me who your number 14 pick is. Who is the who is the coach that needs a little more love, a little more grace here in the ACC? You really do
0: keep me on my toes because <laughs> here, here I am. I knew this was coming at a certain point, but I thought surely this will come at the end of the conversation maybe yeah, no. or right before one. But uh, here we go. I've given you five, four, and three, so it only makes sense that I jumped down to 14. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm going Jeff Halfley. Ooh. At Boston College. Okay? okay, so not too many people. I mean, I don't know. I haven't seen the other guys' list or what they're going to say this week, and I'm only going after Kenton, who had Halfley a little bit higher um, mm-hmm. than this in his rankings. But there's only been 11 games so far of record at uh, for Halfley as a as a head coach, right? And so just from experience alone, he's got the fewest games coach of anybody in the ACC. And really, a six and five record in your first 11. I'm sorry, I can't give you too much love or praise if we're truly going by the numbers and head coach ranking.
1: I love you, Steve. This is why that's I be something. <laughs> that's why I have great co hosts because I feel like that's <laughs> not what I would have thought at all. I definitely <laughs> am pleasantly surprised. Hmm, let me try that again pleasantly surprised by that response. I think that halfway has a lot of potential. But you're the kind of guy that you want to see the proof in the pudding. I'm gonna see it right here, right now. And you know, sure as day is long, six to five is a myth kind of record. But maybe things are on the horizon. I personally feel like he is in the middle of the conversation, and I maybe even a little bit higher. But to find out Friday if you know where he stands in my book. But yeah, I can see it. I just don't get it. I mean, like <laughs> Boston College hasn't won eight
0: games in a single season since 2009. That's and fair. this is a coach who is six and five mm. so far as their, I just don't know what he's done to necessarily deserve recognition being in the list. If we're truly going off of what they've done throughout their career. Uh, but that's my opinion. That's why we're having conversations like there this. Go. For folks to be mad
1: at me on Twitter. So um, <laughs> send all your thoughts my way, I guess. Twitter world. A hundred percent. Now, before we get to number two and number one picks, I want to tell you that, listen, If you do not know yet, 85% of people who play daily fantasy sports lose. Is that really surprising? I mean, the game is rigged against you. You're playing against thousands of other lineups, not to mention experts who have more tools and more time. You don't stand a chance. Introducing Stat Hero. It's the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts the player in control. You name your stakes, winner takes all. You have the advantage Stat hero is showing your you their lineups ahead of time. No one else does that. You are in total control. Stat hero is draft fantasy sports the way it was meant to be. One on one, play stat hero now and change the odds. Go to stathero.com/slash-lock-on. Sign up for free, and right now you can get three times back on your first play. They're giving you a three hundred percent match. That's unheard of. So you got to go to stathero.com slash locked on. That's stathero.com slash locked on. Rounding out today's show, J.J. Jackson in the building. Give me his top two coaches of the season as we got 17 days, 16 days left till college football here. And I would like to know who is the second best coach that you feel like represents the conference. Well, I think like everyone here, uh, the top
0: two is going to be the same for everybody and probably going in the exact same order, but I'm going to say Mac Brown at North Carolina okay. as a, as number two. 259 wins as a Division One football coach. Mac has been doing it for some time. He's won the greatest prize that you can win as a head coach in the sport with a national championship at Texas. He's made North Carolina and Texas into – Uh, championship contending programs in their respective conferences. And I just, he's truly done it all in the biz, in the industry after many, many years of serving as a um, college football head coach. So uh, I'm definitely a fan of, of what Mac Brown has been able to do. And to me, I'm putting him at number two in my head coach ranking.
1: Listen, I just feel like you have a guy who probably is the reason that Carolina is number 10 in the nation. Right. Not even gonna hold you. I think Sam Howell does a great job. I think a lot of people are hyped up on last season and the players that we had last year because I don't know how we got into the top ten. I'm not hating on it. I'm not mad about it. But whoo, a lot of pressure on those boys. So I'm pretty <laughs> sure every Mac Brown post practice, pre practice, whatever it break break from practice conversation goes like, "You're not as good as you think you are. Paper is just paper. Preseason is just preseason. Get it done on the field." And I hope he's regurgitating that every single day to these guys. You have not yet proven you deserve to be a number 10 team in the country. Now that everybody's playing, right. All cards are on the table. So you definitely have to put yourself apart, but I'm consider. I want to know why you don't have at number one, considering how many wins he has had and how he- quickly he's turned this Carolina program around who, you know, two, I mean, three, four years ago had two to three wins on their record. Right. So, I would say that's a hell of a rebrand, if anything, that may put him at number one, but you'll see on Friday. But I'm just saying, in your argument here, why wouldn't you have him as number one?
0: Yeah, it does appear that I'm contradicting myself after (laughs) putting Hackley at the bottom for a lack of of coaching games and then not putting Mac Brown at number one for having coached the most games. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and bury the lead. As everyone knows, Dabo Sweeney is the number one. Coaching the ACC, in my opinion, just because what he's done at Clemson, turning them into a title contender so quickly and truly being able to challenge Nick Saban, the greatest college football coach in the history of the sport. Only one man has beat Nick Saban more times than Dabo Sweeney has, and that's Gus Malzahn at Auburn. The difference is Dabo Sweeney has beat Nick Saban in national championship games, and Dabo Sweeney has looked at the trophy that matters the most Mm -hmm. at the end of those victories, and so for that reason, for the program that he has built at Clemson and how dominant he's been. I just don't see them falling off anytime soon. While Texas was at the top, there was USC that was competing at such a high level year in and year out nationally around that time frame um, for for the Longhorns when Mack Brown was there. But uh, I I think it's really been a two-man race over the past few years between Clemson and Alabama. And look, this guy has won 81% of his games. That he's been a head football coach. Only 33 losses to his name
1: in Dabo Sweeney. So that's why I've got him as number one. But two thoughts here. I think one, you know, completely agree. Dabo has certainly put Clemson on the map. Like Clemson football is very synonymous with championship type football, all of that great stuff. I think that he's definitely put them on a staple forever. You know that that is one of those, you got to have the Clemson brand and you you (laughs) that with greatness. But I will say, I think that the pressure this season is probably the greatest that it has been ever because you don't have a Trevor Lawrence. You don't have, you know, you're used to weapons in guys who are clearly going to, you know, DeAndre Hopkins types, right? You don't have the Isaiah Simmons in the defensive side. You don't necessarily have those dogs that we are all all putting our eyes on this year. And I think that DJ Uigilele is going to have a great year but man, I don't think it's going to be nearly the same as Trevor Lawrence, right? Because people are either going to say, oh, well, he's just getting used to it. and Numbers are not going to lie. He really is just getting used to it. Or he's going to like blow him off the page. And I just don't see them blowing.
0: But do we not have those same arguments when Deshaun Watson left Clemson? And we're not going to have Fair. Deshaun Watson and, and Trevor Lawrence 2.0. And, um, you know, Travis Etienne was obviously a big factor out of the backfield. I think that is. So cool. Football-wise, That Travis Etienne and Trevor Lawrence both ended up playing for the Jacksonville Jaguars. They won championships together at Clemson. We'll see if they can win some games in the NFL together with the Jacksonville Jaguars. So yes, all of your points are valid. I I mean, Trevor Lawrence was able to just kind of fly by everything that Deshaun Watson did as a quarterback at Clemson and just shatter all the records that Deshaun had. and, and just It's Trevor Lawrence, right? He's going to go down as one of the greatest quarterbacks in the history of college football. But to that same token, if you're truly an elite-level coach, which I do believe Dabo Sweeney is there, you're going to find somebody else, right? It's a factory (laughs) at Clemson, and we'll find a new household name to be talking about for the Tigers. You get Justin Ross back at wide receiver, who is a freshman All-American, the best wide receiver that Clemson had, who had to miss the past couple of seasons with the final injury. So uh, I think Clemson's fine. I think they're going to reload and uh, I can't wait to uh, see what they have. You're not going to get a Duke guy to put a Carolina coach. (laughs) You know, that just can't happen.
1: (laughs) Well, I do think at the end of the day, the truth comes out. There it is. I think it takes a special kind of crazy and like different kind of passion and love for the game to coach college kids. Because to successfully get that out of young men every single year, that speaks to something about your character, right? Because we all know coaching 18 to 22 year olds is not an easy feat, but to have them buy in every single year and that be your standard, that speaks a lot to what you have built that program to be. So the expectation going in is that you're going to meet the standard or you're going to go about your way. And so I think that's important for any type of coach who wants to coach at the high level. And so you definitely have seen Dabo Kind of carry that with him, and I. The only thing I do not like is when you're like fake about being underdogs. You're not, right? Okay, like you're bored. Clearly, you're not an <laughs> underdog, and that's okay. But just like ride, ride the tide of being great. And so when we see them at sitting at number three currently in top AP uh, 25 poll, and then the fact that they've had 57 weeks as a top five team, that's insane. Every single year in the preseason, that's that's nuts. So. I definitely think it's Clemson and everybody else. And as much as I want my Carolina Tar Heels to maybe go ahead and get it in there. I don't, I don't know that that's going to happen, but I have faith. You just glad they play the game here. Is, exactly. here is now. <laughs> and in a weird way, in a weird way, again, a Duke guy here talking, maybe
0: yeah. I do. Maybe I do want to see Carolina be competitive with Clemson here this season. I, I do because right at, at a certain point in sports, you get tired of the same teams always, always, always winning unless you're a fan of those teams. And by no means am I a fan of Clemson football. I do want to see something a little bit different this year.
1: A hundred percent. Well, you know, you'll be surprised come Friday with who I pick as my number one okay. coach. And that's just, I'm that's a little hint. hint. <laughs> that's a little hint and a whole lot of love over there in Durham, but you know, I'm not saying anything, but I'm saying a lot anyway. <laughs> If you guys want to bet on college football this fall, strongly encourage you guys to hit a bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all sports action. Baseball is in full swing. Football is right around the corner, so you don't want to miss out at betonline.ag. Before the next pitch, before the season starts, head over to on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game. Head to the website again. You can receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline is your online sportsbook experts. So we hear our top five from J.J. Jackson. We have heard his work pick. So again, make sure you guys follow at LockedOnACC to see his full list tomorrow on Twitter. And if you want to find him and follow all of his work, J.J. is here to tell you where you can go. Yeah. Locked on Blue Devils every single day at
0: LO underscore Blue Devils on Twitter or follow me at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore getting closer to football, Candice. And it was another fun Tuesday hanging out
1: with you. hundred percent. It's always a good time to talk shop with you. And until next time, we hope you guys have a great day. You are locked on ACC, your daily podcast on
0: the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.